Recently, I shot a video about the fear of failure where I shared a very personal story about my struggles in feeling insecure and vulnerable as a content creator and teacher. When the video editing was finished, I showed it to my best friend and deep soul connection. And as she was watching the video, I noticed that she was getting upset. She shared with me that seeing that video and what I had shared on that video made her feel like she didn't really know me. That here I was publicly on YouTube sharing this story, sharing these feelings, feelings and these insecurities and even the sense of depression that I had felt. I was sharing this on a public video, but I hadn't talked to her about it when it was happening at the time. Like there was a part of me that was hiding this pain from her, my deepest soul connection and the closest person I have in my life. And then she said something that just sunk my heart. She said, it feels like you live a double life sometimes. That sometimes what I show on the outside is very different from what I'm feeling inside and that it feels like sometimes I hide my deepest struggles and pain from the people that I love the most. Aside from feeling really sad after that conversation, I also felt a deep frustration and a sense of urgency. I knew exactly what my friend was talking about. It was an unhealthy pattern that I had been repeating since I was a child and I was tired of repeating it. Not just because it hurt me, but also because because it hurt the people that I love the most. And I knew right away that it had to stop. But before I could stop this destructive, unhealthy pattern, I had to solve two major issues. First, what was it really? I wanted to go deep and understand what this pattern really was, where it came from, and why I kept doing it. Second, how to heal it. Because I've been trying to heal this pattern for years, and yet here I was again with another soul connection telling me to my face that I was doing it again. So something wasn't right or healed completely, and that really frustrated me. In order to get to the bottom, of this pattern, I had to take a detour to my early childhood inside a very traumatic family experience. When I was little, my dad was very sick. He had developed type one diabetes and the diagnosis hit him really hard. Suddenly he had to monitor his blood glucose, give himself daily injections of insulin and be very careful with what he ate. There was a part of him that just gave up on life after that and he just didn't care anymore. And this created so much havoc in my family because it meant that he didn't take care of himself in the way that someone with diabetes needs to. On many occasions, he injected himself with too much insulin and that would induce hypoglycemic attacks that were life-threatening and made him lose his mind. So from my earliest memories, I remember that I just lived in a state of panic at the possibility of my dad dying. And one of the things that happened in that family experience was the dynamic that was between my mom and my dad. So my mom, when my dad would have these hypoglycemic attacks, my mom would get really angry. She would go into panic mode and she would get really angry because she knew that my dad was killing himself slowly. And so when those hypoglycemic attacks came, my mom would get really angry, really nervous, and she would try to force feed some sugar into my dad so that he would come out of that hypoglycemia. But what ended up happening was that anger and her anxiety, her panic would make my dad lose his mind even more. So he would run away from her. If she would give him sugar water, he'd spit it in her face. So what ended up happening was the energy that my mom was giving out was making the hypoglycemic uh, attacks that my dad was having longer because he just didn't do well with that energy. I was a really emotionally intelligent child and I was a spiritually intelligent child. So I was sensing all of these energies and I knew 
knew that that situation was very dangerous. So at a really early age, I think I was about seven or eight, I remember that I just pushed myself between my parents when my dad was having a hypoglycemic attack and I sent my mother away so that I would stay alone with my dad. And as soon as my mom left, I remember I would just take a deep breath and I'd go right in front of my dad, I'd grab the cup of sugar, of sugar water, and I'd go right in front of him and even though I was feeling complete panic, I was in total panic mode, something clicked inside of me. And when I felt that click, suddenly I was standing in front of my dad and I was completely calm, I was completely peaceful. There was just something, it almost felt like something had left my body. And I got in front of my dad and I very gently asked him to drink sugar water and he would. Most of the time he would, he listened to me. And this was the first time that I ever disconnected. That disconnection and dissociation that I experienced as a child, that continued for many years and I'm pretty sure that at the time this pattern that I was exhibiting it was life-saving for my father but it was only many years later that I noticed how excruciatingly painful this was and how this was extremely traumatizing experience for me and something that it would be very difficult for me to heal later on. I became an expert at disconnecting from difficult feelings and presenting the outside world with a different version of me than what was going on inside. I could be dying inside, but people wouldn't notice on the outside because I presented this calm and collected Christina that looked like she never lost her shit. Years later, I would learn about dissociation from a psychology perspective, but it wasn't until I started to learn about shamanism and spirituality that my healing really started. I learned that shamans call dissociation soul fragmentation, and that it's very common to have soul fragmentation when you experience trauma, especially early in your childhood. The heavy and difficult emotions can be too much for your system to handle, especially at an early age where you don't have the capacity to give meaning to these painful experiences and be able to work through them. So what your soul does is it literally pulls out a piece of its essence. And when it does that, this could be life-saving if you're going through trauma in your life, but what ends up happening is you can then have symptoms of that soul fragmentation and you can end up feeling numbness. You can feel like you are disconnected from your emotions or you can't feel your emotions. You can feel like you have split energy, like you have two different people living inside of you. These are all symptoms of soul fragmentation. This is very, very common when people have trauma or they experience something deeply painful in their lives. And the worst part about fragmentation is that once you do it, you keep doing it without knowing. This creates adults that have a hard time accessing their emotions, speaking their truths, sharing their feelings, and being vulnerable and authentic. Because when you fragment, there's a version that you are showing the world and then a version that you don't want to show the world or that you may not even have access to. And the hardest part about fragmentation or dissociation is that because it involves a disconnection, you don't even realize you're doing it at the time. When my beautiful friend asked me why I hadn't shared with her the struggles that I was going through, all I could say was that I was disconnected. When I finally decided to do that video on the fear of failure, then it was easy for me to look back on how I was feeling and share those feelings and access those feelings. But at the, in the present moment, when I was going through it, I was clearly feeling disconnected and I wasn't able to access the emotions in real time. For years, I worked to heal soul fragmentation on my own. I meditated a lot, 
wrote pages and pages of journaling, and tried to be as aware as possible when I felt I may be dissociating in my life. I also spent a lot of time alone, just feeling my feelings. And it worked to a certain extent, but there was something missing, deep connection. It wasn't until I manifested deep soul connections that I started to heal from fragmentation on a deeper level, because one of the hardest things about fragmentation or dissociation is that you don't notice you're doing it. And so if you spend too much time alone, that could really backfire because you don't have anyone to mirror back to you or to tell you that you're dissociated. Dissociation is so hard to notice in yourself. It helps so much to have people in your life that are deep soul connections because they can spot very quickly when you are masking something or when you're dissociating and they aren't afraid to point that out to you. So imagine how frustrated I was when my deep soul connection told me that I was dissociating after years that I've been trying to heal from this trauma. When she shared with me how hurt she was, that I wasn't sharing my challenges with her or that it felt like I was keeping her out, part of me felt like giving up. There was a voice in my head that said, maybe this is just the way you are. Maybe I was just naturally disconnected. But below the surface level of that more immature voice, I could feel that my soul was saying, you can heal this and you can heal anything. Okay, so maybe it would be a little bit harder than I initially anticipated, and maybe I would have to be humble enough to recognize that I'm always learning, I'm always healing, and I'm always expanding. But somewhere deep inside, I knew I could do this. So I started slowly and I changed my tactics a bit from what I used to do. The first thing I do is I use connection. So I ask the people that I love how they see me versus how I may be feeling inside. And this works especially especially well if you have sacred connections in your life. I ask questions like, how do I seem to you right now? This question is really important because it helps you see how others perceive you versus how you may be feeling inside. And if there's a discrepancy between those two things, then you can detect whether you're disconnected or not. The second thing I do is I communicate a lot. So this is something that I had to learn over the years because I wasn't very communicative before. And so now I try to communicate as much as possible how I'm feeling, especially when I'm going through challenging times. And that's crucial because usually we'll dissociate or fragment when we're feeling something challenging. We don't fragment or dissociate when we're happier, when everything is going well in our lives. We tend to dissociate when something difficult is happening. And so I tend to communicate a lot more. I'm very mindful about communicating more and more, especially when I'm going through challenging times in my life, because the, the likelihood that I'm dissociating is pretty high. Communication is really important because it helps you start to have access to the feelings before you dissociate. So if I have access to the feelings and I'm communicating them, the likelihood that I dissociate is going to be small. The third thing I do is check-ins. So I check in with myself regularly, making sure to just tap into what I'm feeling, especially when I'm going through challenges in my life. All right. So here's a hint, check in with yourself more, especially if you are di feeling difficult or challenging emotions. And these check-ins that I do are very easy. I just close my eyes, put my hands on my heart, and I say, how am I feeling right now? The fourth thing I do is that I write. I still write a lot. I don't journal as much as I used to, but I still write a lot because look, I'm making scripts for my YouTube videos. So as soon as I make a script detailing the struggles I'm going through or the struggles that I have gone through, that's a form of journaling for me. It's almost the same thing. 
But the point here is that I write, write, write. This is really important because if you don't have a sacred connection in your life, or if you don't have close soul connections that aren't able to give that connection mirroring back to you, writing is crucial because when you put something on paper, you're writing down your emotions, you're accessing what you're feeling, and then you get to see that on paper and you get to read it back to yourself. That's one good way of also connecting and doing that integration work. Even if you've already gone into disconnection, journaling and writing, extremely important to bring all those those submerged feelings and those repressed feelings up to the surface and out into the world so you can see and heal it. Here's a pro tip. I've let go of the idea of perfection or that I'm going to totally heal from fragmentation because that was creating an expectation that could lead to disappointment or feelings of failure. What I do do now though, is I've committed myself to catch myself with every little time that I feel like I may be dissociating and remain connected to those I love and to myself more often. So this small step of just catching yourself when you feel like you're about to dissociate, those, if you catch yourself many moments, uh, one after the other, that's going to lead to a huge, huge healing of that fragmentation. Maybe it heals completely. Maybe it doesn't, but the point is every day you're going to be more healed. And speaking of failure, if you're struggling with that feeling or with the fear of failure, I shot this video here that talks about where the fear of failure actually comes from and what you can do to overcome it. <laughs> Open your eyes. Now close the eyes, look at the stars.